Welcome to the Hobby School Podcast, and this is the perfect place to discover new adventures. We will bring you exciting new episodes that explore all sorts of hobbies and interests, from painting and woodworking to hiking and gardening. We cover it all. Whether you're a seasoned hobbyist or just getting started, Hobby School is the perfect place to learn something new. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Doreen, we are super interested in hearing all about your hobby. Please tell us a little bit more about you and how you got started in foraging. Awesome. So I got started in foraging because I moved to Vermont about three years ago, right before the pandemic happened. And as it is when you, you know, move to a new place, you want to go and explore it. Um, But the first few months when we moved to Vermont, we were busy um, renovating the home that we had purchased. And then right around the spring of 2020, when we were ready to go explore our new state, our new home state of Vermont, um, the world shut down. Um, So (laughs) that's the beginning of it. Um, So then this spring, when everything kind of opened back up, um, my son, who one of our children lives with us, um, was interested and has always been interested in mushrooms. And we went to the farmer's market and he found um, a local um, person who was called the Green Mountain Fungi. And he was selling mushroom potions, um, tinctures, um, coffee, mushroom coffee, and started talking to us about mushrooms. And we said, well, how would we learn more about mushrooms? And he turned around and said, for me, I give workshops. So that's kind of how we got started. And um, it was super interesting for us to go to the first workshop. I actually had intended to drop my son off. It was a three-hour workshop. Um, and he had just the previous week fallen rock climbing and dislocated his elbow so he couldn't drive. So I was like, well, I'll drive you. And then once I was there, I decided to stay and um, we learned about mushrooms for about an hour and a half. And then we went out into the forest and went foraging. And what sold me on it was that um, learn about mushrooms, went on a walk, which I love hiking, then found mushrooms. We, we then could take home and eat. So it's kind of like all the things that I like to do, eating, hiking, and puzzling. And that's kind of how we got started. And it was really awesome. What do you love so much about foraging? Why is it so much fun? So when you go foraging, it's not just about finding that prize at the end. It's about learning about nature. Mushrooms, fungi, grow um, in specific areas during specific times under specific or near specific Um, trees. So in order to find the prize, you have to know where to go. Um, You have to know when to go. So you have to look at weather and weather patterns. You have to check um, the type of forest that you go foraging in and then what kind of trees are there. And then you have to have incredibly good eyes. And my son has an incredibly good nose. We can be in the forest and he can say, I smell mushrooms which is pretty amazing and fun. And so we'll go looking. And so the first kind of finds we had uh, 
were not quite accidental, but sort of accidental. We um, walked somewhere and we saw a mushroom that we thought maybe we would know because we were looking for specific mushrooms. We found the ones that we were looking for. We took them home. We cooked them. We ate them. And that was just amazing. So we looked up more about them and learned more. And what happens with mushrooms, if you, instead of pulling them out of the ground or pulling them off of a tree, if you cut them off, um, then they can regrow. So what had happened to us, we had found a, um, a batch of chicken of the woods mushroom. And um, we got there right at this at the right time, because sometimes you come and, and, and the mushroom is already um, eaten by animals or um, by bugs, or um, has shriveled up and is dry, but this was a perfect batch. So we went back, we looked at the weather, we looked at the wind, we had cut off about two thirds of the batch of mushrooms, but left some, because then what happens is the spores, you know, go and, and it might multiply somewhere else. So we went back about three weeks later, and found another whole flush, as it's called, of mushrooms nearby of the same mushroom. And so that's really exciting to know, to be able to go back and look for continuous flushes. So our um, teacher, our mentor told us and taught us to never take all of the mushrooms when you find um, a flush, to leave some, um, and then also to cut them off if they grow, if they're mycelium and they grow out of the ground. Um, to cut them. So that way the mycelium regrows and new mushrooms grow. So um, that's really fun. You get to, it's like a puzzle. We, we look at weather, we look at weather patterns, we look at um, forest, like I said, trees, and then um, go out and see if we can find the bounty. Doreen, let me ask you this. I'm curious about the equipment that we would need for foraging. Where can we find this equipment in is it expensive? When we go foraging, we have usually a backpack with us. Um, we also carry a basket. When you um, take mushrooms from the forest, you want them to be able to breathe. Um, when they're fresh, you do not want to put them in plastic and seal them. So a breathable basket um, or an open bag or a net would be good. Um, we always carry knives because like I said, you can't pull the mushrooms up by the roots. You really want to cut them and leave some um, so they can multiply again after you leave and they can, there can be another flush of mushrooms. So a knife, um, a basket, a backpack, um, a headlamp. And then one of the things that we, um, two things that we want to get this winter is we really, especially now that it's fall, we realize that we need a pair of binoculars um, sometimes you spot something, we look for white, we look for orange, depending on what mushrooms we're looking for. And a pair of binoculars would help us um, not have to go into the forest as far. Sometimes it's across the stream and you're like, is that an orange leaf or is that an orange mushroom, right? So a pair of binoculars. And then um, a jeweler's loop is going to help you really help identify the mushroom that you find. Um, one of the things that we are taught and we were taught by our mentor is to always look at the mushroom from different angles, from the top down, um, from the side and upside down. You look for gills, you look for skirts, you look for color, you look for texture. Um, so there's different ways you can identify them. And a jeweler's loop lets you look a little bit closer at the gills. So um, those are kind of the pieces of equipment that you need. A good pair of hiking shoes certainly would be helpful. A sun hat. And when you go into the bush um, or into the forest, because 
let me be clear, those mushrooms aren't going to be appearing on a path. You actually have to get off the path to go look for them. You need a map. You probably want an app on your phone. I use Gaia. Uh, G-A-I-A is a great map when you go out into the woods. You turn it on. That way you can backtrack yourself. Um, but a good pair of biking, hiking boots and then um, some bug spray, which is really good to have in a sun hat. So those are the things that we take with us. Um, you can forage from early spring all the way to the fall um, in the season in Vermont where we live. And you look for different mushrooms depending on the season. So let me ask this. Who can forage? Really, is there a limit on age? What about physical capability? One of the really cool things about foraging is that there is no limit on age. Um, I've attended several workshops and one of them had a family with two small children. It had um, a couple of um, seniors in the group as well as parents with teenagers. I was there with my son who was in his 20s. Uh, there were single women, men, any age, anybody, as long as you can hike a couple of miles um, if you can carry a basket on your arm, if you can bend down and cut a mushroom, um, you can forage and you can go on an easy hike. You can do a half mile hike or a mile hike, or you can go deep into the forest and go, you know, eight or 10 miles at a time. Uh, we are lucky where we live that all types of forests near us. So we have found four or five different spots. We go look back if we find a good flush. We mark it actually on the Gaia app. And we can you can do that by taking a picture or putting a marker in and say, this is what we found. It will date it. It will give you a picture. So we plan next year to go back to the same spots and then extend our search around that area because mushrooms often come back in the same area because they like the same trees, the same environment. So we're hoping that next year is going to be even more bountiful. But yes, the question is, is there a limit on age? Absolutely not. Anybody can look. But with children, always, of course, know that there has to be an adult there and don't eat anything. If you are not 110% sure of the kind of mushroom that you find, don't eat it. You know, a lot of us out here live in fairly populated areas. Do you think this is something that we can do? Where would you suggest we go? Mushrooms can be found in any type of forestry area. So if you live in a fairly populated area, you can go to a park. The first workshop that I attended with my son was at the city park. Um, the mentor, the um, person who gave the workshop had permission from the local park and rec to hold this workshop there. Um, he was only allowed to show us the mushrooms so we could identify them. We were not allowed to take them and eat them, um, but it gave us a good sense of what's out there. So uh, yeah, a city park could have mushrooms. Your backyard, we have a backyard um, and we have, depending on the weather, mushrooms popping up near a tree or in the grass. Um, you don't have to be in a very rural area. Um, so, and then, you know, the, the next part of foraging right now, we forage for fungi, but, um, in Vermont, you can also forage for something, uh, that's called fiddleheads, which tastes sort of like asparagus, but they are ferns and, uh, ramps, which are wild leeks, um, and truffles, which are very elusive, but we're going to do some research and maybe get those too. So the foraging is not limited to mushrooms, um, but it's 
a fantastic, fun hobby. And uh, you don't have to live in a very rural area. You can look for wild um, things. Even dandelions can be forced and can be eaten and made into soup. So um, if you want to get started on something easy, um, type in foraging into Google and the city where you live and see if there is a community out there of foragers. And you might learn from them what they're looking for. They might not give you the location on where they find their specific specimens, but they might tell you what they have found. Um, and that's what we found to be true in Vermont. Nobody's really giving up their secret spots for their best mushrooms, but they certainly are showing off what they have found. So we know what to look for. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you let the audience know where to find you if they want to connect? In my professional life, I'm a social media consultant. So I actually have my own website called moreinmedia.com. Um, my name is pretty uncommon, Doreen Morin Van Dam. I'm on LinkedIn. I usually don't talk about foraging, but I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn or on Facebook if you want to learn more. Um, on Facebook, same name, Doreen Morin Van Dam. And if you want to become my friend and ask me questions about foraging, I would love that. So just reach out and let me know if you have questions about how to get started um, or how to find um, a mushroom foraging group near you. I can give you some tips. It would be great to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to sign up for the waitlist so you'll be the first to know when our next free Hobby School Online Learning Summit launches. The link is in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to hobbyschool.com, and that's Hobby School with school without an H in it. Talk soon. <music>